0: my pleasure to welcome you here to the
1: clark howard show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off clark.com is our website Clarkdeals.com is our bargains website where we post deals for you around the clock coming up later deal or no deal when you feel like i do a good job thank you when you feel like i let you down let me know Go to clark.com slash stinks. and coming up later, we're going to have Clark Stinks on the air. You get to hear where people feel I didn't do my job. So I am guilty as charged. You don't even know what I'm guilty of yet. But as a parent, I feel the guilt like so many other parents. I thought it was so cool that my preschool age kids, when they were preschool age, could pick up a tablet and just make magic happen on that thing with no instructions, nothing. And so many parents, you look in a restaurant, they're using a tablet as like a babysitter. For their kids are out at dinner. Kid who's normally a wiggle worm and disruptive is totally engrossed in the tablet. And it becomes a kid's pacifier and babysitter at an extremely young age. I did this thing. Not with my oldest, because no such thing as a tablet existed when she was a kid, but with the two younger ones, they both were tablet kids. My fail. And, you know, a lot of people who work for the big technology companies in Silicon Valley don't want any technology in their kids schools it's the weirdest thing that the schools of the technology that teach the technology crowds kids have gone back to no electronic education because the parents know about the potential harm to a kids ability to learn that can come from being stimulated from a very early age by electronics Well, now, the MIT Technology Review is a report about a study of the all-important three- to five-year-old preschool market, and kids that spent a lot of time on electronics actually had a deterioration in what's known as white matter integrity, Which is the brain's internal communications network. I never did well in science. Anyway, the point is that it's clearly reflected in cognitive tests. What kind of cognitive test do you give to a preschooler? But anyway, there was a clear decline in the kids' abilities with language and literacy if they had high screen time. So I'm not telling you, if you have a young kid, don't let them have a tablet. But strict limits on how much something like that is used is very much their advantage. You know, it used to be that there were all the worries by pediatricians about how much time kids of prior generations were spending watching television. And what that might do to their brain in their development but television looks like it was little league compared to what happens with the tablets and producer joel has three kids under five years old is that right uh six and under six and under oh you're crazy anyway <laughs> three little ones and you're big into the amazon fire tablets are your kids all loud to use those as much as they want, or how have you handled this? Well, I've got the Fire Stick, and so
2: that's how we stream TV, but we don't have actually any tablets in the house.
1: Oh, I thought yeah. your kids had Fire
2: Tablets. No, no, they don't have anything, and so we we don't really yeah let them do any sort of tablet or, or screen time in that way. They get to watch a little bit of TV, uh, you know, like usually 30 minutes of TV every day, but no tablet time yet. So I'm sure as they get older, progress past age six, That will become a little more of an issue, and they'll be clamoring for more of that. But at least right now, we're trying to keep it at bay.
1: And what 30 minutes do your single digits watch that has fried your brain? Oh, wait. What shows do they watch? (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. There's a lot of terrible kid programming that they love that I just can't stand. That's for sure.
1: So my middle child was obsessed with, I don't know if it's still on, something called Teletubbies. I I'm sure it's somewhere that you can stream, but man, there's the kids are more into like the action stuff these days. There's a, there's a lot of action oriented youth programming. So action oriented youth programming. Uh huh. Right. So you know Amazon's going to push their Fire tablets really heavily this Christmas season, very heavily geared towards young children because they're so inexpensive. Think about whether that's a good choice, and if it is a good choice in your mind and household to have a tablet, please remember this MIT report and strictly limit how much time they have on the thing. Tony's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Tony. Hi, Clark. Tony, uh, you are trying to get a teenager into the habit of saving money. Tell me about that. Yeah, um,
3: I'm interested in, uh, I hear you talk about the Roths a lot, and I'm myself very interested in them as well. And um, I was wanting to know about opening one for him and then how much I can contribute and what counts as income for him, uh, such as, like, if he, I know if he had a job um, and had, you know, a, a, I don't know if it's a 1099 or whatever, um, that would count but i didn't know if like if he does work around the house and does i not you know, 20 bucks, does not count does not
1: count does not count you know if he how old is he
3: 13 oh actually just turned 14
1: okay i have a 14 year old son too and my 14 year old's dying to have a job and he's got to wait you know a lot of employers won't hire you till you're 15 but he can do things in the neighborhood that will count like if he does yard work or does babysitting or anything like that for neighbors uh, sets Load up any lawn. kind of little neighborhood entrepreneurial kind of thing, and he um, keeps records of it, and you know can prove what earnings he had that were from strangers, then he can have a Roth IRA. You would open a custodial Roth and money put aside at age fourteen. I mean, the compounding of that money over the next 50 years is, it's amazing that uh, based on the formulas that typically are used, a dollar put aside at age 14 by age 64 will be $5 to roughly $7. Oh, wow. Do I have that multiplier right? Yeah, I think that's right. It may even be more than that, but it, it... um, you you think about a dollar doubling, depending on how you invest it, every 7 to 10 years. So okay. you might do the math and come up with a much better answer than I just did right off the top of my head. Well, for
3: those types of income, would, is there a certain point at which you have to report that to the IRS? I know you're not so, a tax accountant. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not, that's not my area. It used to be $600. Okay. I'm not sure what the number is now. But the most important thing is to have documentation, you know, where where he has some kind of ledger where he says, you know, on such and such a date, I, uh, you know, mowed the lawn or picked up leaves or whatever for the Joneses, and this is what I got. You just have the records, so you document if the IRS ever challenged, you know, how did your kid at 14 actually have work? Right. And then when your 14-year-old becomes an adult, you ultimately are no longer the custodian, and then it's his Roth IRA that has the ability to grow all through the decades and then be spent tax-free with all the compounding that would occur. Yeah. Great. So you're motivated to find... Well, he's got to be the one motivated, really.
3: Yeah. Do you think he'll be motivated? motivated? I think I'll be able to get him to do uh, some, probably not as much as I want. but.
1: Well, let me tell you what I I did with my kids. What I did with my kids, and actually I still do with the two younger ones, is that if they save whatever they save at their job, that they don't just go blow and spend, Mm -hmm. I match dollar for dollar into a Roth.
3: That's a good idea. I like that for sure.
1: So, that's really a way to do it. And, and Joel says it's 1100 is the answer. That, that's now. what it looks
2: like. Yeah, 1100. Quick search.
1: So, see, I'm really out of date now. So, okay. up to 1100, you just have to document, not necessarily file a return. Okay. Great. But the, what I call the daddy match has really mm-hmm. motivated my kids over the years. And my 30 year old who as a teenager really got the concept of the of the match, put aside a lot of the money she earned as a teenager, and now at 30 years old, she has a Roth that's bigger than most people would have at age 50 or 55. That's awesome. Because all through the years in her 20s, she kept putting money into the Roth and has quite a, a nice amount of money that by the time she does retire, just what's already in there is going to help her have a comfortable retirement. Sherry is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Sherry.
3: Hello, Clark.
1: How are you doing?
3: I'm doing fine. Thank you for taking my call.
1: Certainly. How can I serve um, I have... you?
3: Well, I have a question. I saw this equipment on Facebook about um, using for the TV streaming. And I didn't know if it was a scam or if it was legitimate because it's not Roku, it's not YouTube or any of those kind of things. So I just wanted to know it runs around $50. Yeah,
1: so this is, yeah. a, this is a very small competitor that works um, quite a bit similar to something called the Chromecast. Okay. And uh, so it would be Roku is a type um, that's really for streaming tons of content. Chromecast mm-hmm. is, allows you to take what's on your phone or your laptop and put it right on your TV. And I'll tell you how a lot of people use Chromecast is, mm-hmm. let's say they have unlimited data on their cell phone. Okay. But they don't have unlimited data at home they will stream Mm -hmm. video right from their phone to their TV. And that's what a Chromecast device allows you to do. This one that you are looking at, I don't want to talk anything bad about it, but it's more expensive than a Chromecast or um, an entry-level Roku. And they both benefit, Chromecast and Roku benefit from what is referred to as the network effect. They already have so much market strength that they're almost certainly a better buy than a small fledgling outfit trying to break into the market. And in the next few weeks, Black Friday week, there's going to be deal after deal on Roku devices and also on the Chromecast devices.
3: Okay. I can wait
1: for that then so I just want to make sure that you know that Roku is the easiest thing for you to right. use for your TV Chromecast uh-huh. is not as easy but actually has more versatility somebody who's really uh, has some okay. technical ability chromecast may be a better choice but someone who's okay. not really wanting uh-huh. to figure out the technical stuff Roku is the boss it is the just the best.
3: Okay. That sounds good. I've heard that from other people, so I just wanted to check on this since this just popped up on my Facebook, so.
1: Well, again, I'm not saying there's anything bad about it. It just doesn't have what the
0: others have in the market. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases and 1% on anything you buy with your Titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Jenna joins us on the
1: Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jenna. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Clark. I love your show. Thank you. And I understand congratulations are in order for you. Is that right?
3: Oh, yes. Yes, I got married in January.
1: Well, great. How's the first year of marriage been? Oh, it's great. No, it's going great. Yes. Great. Lots of excitement. Wonderful. Well, how can I be of service to you in this year of initial bliss?
3: Well, I well, I listen to your show every night on the way home from work, and a, a couple weeks ago, you mentioned a service that assists with name changing, and I couldn't remember what it was called.
1: Oh, so, you know, a lot of people find it to be such a hassle, deal with Social Security, do the driver's license, deal with passports and all that. So you can, if you're just not going to get it done, if you have to do all that legwork yourself, there's a site called Hitch Switch, H-I-T-C-H switch.com, and with them, they offer whatever level of hand-holding you want from 39 bucks to 100 bucks to get everything changed over for you
3: oh okay
1: so a lot of people go for a 69 dollar package because the amount of time that's involved in doing it otherwise it works out effectively for a lot of people to be cheaper to pay hitswitch.com to do it than for them to do it themselves
3: Got it. Yeah, well, Um. yeah, I remember thinking about it after I heard you say it, and then I couldn't remember what it was, so I appreciate that.
1: You know what's funny about the name? It's a cute name, but at the same time, it's hard to remember the name, so sometimes... Yeah,
3: you know, when you're, like, driving, you don't sure. necessarily remember it, yeah. But I, I love your show. I can't thank you enough for the service you provide us
1: all. Well, you are kind and I hope that you have a wonderful and very happy life together with your chosen one.
0: First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos, but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI.
1: I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. How does it feel to you when you feel ripped off by me? When you tune in, Expecting to get guidance or ideas that'll help you with your wallet and your life. And then you hear me say something, you're like, what? What? That's why we have Clark.com slash Clark Stings." When you hear me say something that you, in advice to someone on the show or in an opinion I give or whatever that just doesn't ring true to you or right or that I missed the mark, I need for you to take the time to go to Clark Stings and post. And others can read your post. They can comment if they wish. Agree, disagree. And then every week, producer Krista goes through all your posts, and do we have a lot of them, and shares her favorites with you right here on the show.
0: I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Maybe you're right, pal.
4: Clark, your advice and comments are usually right on, but you repeated a common misconception that continues to misdirect the conversation about how to fix the student loan problem. You stated that your tuition in 1973 was $2,400 a year, which was much less than current tuition, even inflation adjusted. In your case, your $2,400 tuition would have increased to $13,633, which is less than the advertised tuition at a state school. We need to address the issue of underqualified students going to college and not completing degrees. Then they're stuck with student loans at non-college wages and students whiling away at four or five or six years on courses of studies that prepare them for nothing. Not everyone should go to college, and we do have a lot of people, we do a lot of people a disservice by insisting endlessly that college is the answer. Lane.
1: Lane, thank you, Uh, and you are right. College is not right for everybody. There are a lot of jobs. In fact, one of the most popular things, on Clark.com a couple of months ago was a list of jobs that paid extremely well that did not require a four-year college degree. There are a lot of jobs that require more than high school. And that's why I've been such an advocate of people going to either community college or go to a state-supported technical college out of high school, that the skills that may suit you best may be something other than going to a traditional college route. And so everything you said in your post is pretty much true.
4: A woman called with the Roth IRA at an insurance company. You told her to open a new Roth at Fidelity or Vanguard and get the money out of the insurance company. Fine, but what you neglected to tell her is that she should also have Fidelity or Vanguard initiate the IRA transfer to get the money out of the insurance company Roth. If she contacts the insurance company first, she may mistakenly close the account, receive a check, and be on the hook for taxes and penalties. Brian.
1: Brian, so thank you for that. There's a provision with an IRA or a Roth that you have 60 days from when the check is issued to move it to another financial institution and there's no taxes or penalties. And so with a 401k, There's a weirdo provision in the law that you always want the money to go from the 401k plan to either a 401k where you want to deposit it at a new employer or into your own IRA or Roth or whatever. You never want the money to come to you with a 401k. But with an IRA, it is okay for the insurance company to issue a check what's You've got to do, though, what you got to do. That was terrible grammar. What you have to do is you have to make sure within those 60 days, and don't, I, don't wait past 30, is you get that money into Vanguard or Fidelity or Schwab or T. Rowe Price, one of my favorite children.
4: Clark, you don't stink, but your take on solar and wind is so irrationally optimistic that you need to be corrected. Our electrical energy needs will never be met by solar and wind. Solar provides, at best, around a 25% capacity factor and wind around 40%. Therefore, we would have to overbuild the capacity by three or four times what we need, then have some ability to store enormous amounts of energy until it's needed. You wildly overstate the ability to store electrical energy. No technology can even come close to storing the amounts of energy we're talking about. If California used every storage capacity they have, including the battery from every car on the road— we could store the electrical power needs for about 20 minutes. I understand your frustration with the utility resistance to rooftop solar panels, but please please stop pretending that if we all just allowed were allowed to install solar panels with a battery backup, our problems would be solved. Keep up the good work, Jared.
1: Jared, you're right in what you said. The ratios I think you said were 25 and 40. I've heard 25 and 38 on the efficiency ratios for solar and for wind. So wind and solar can't do everything. That's why I've been a fan of something that a lot of people think I'm out of my mind about, and that is I see a role for nuclear, but we've had enormous success in the United States as both a producer of and using for power, using natural gas. Natural gas is a perfect, uh, what's known as peaker, that you can use when you don't have wind or solar available, Battery technology, though, for solar and wind will steadily improve in efficiency and in cost. The big thing is that we don't want to stay static. We don't want to keep doing things like we've been doing them. But with today's technology, solar and wind cannot be 100% of the answer. And you're, you're almost certainly right that they can't by themselves solve the energy riddle in the U.S.,
4: You recently advised a man that it didn't matter if his name alone was on a new vehicle purchase. Depending on the state they live in, if he died suddenly, his wife might not be able to sell the vehicle and might have to open a probate estate to get the vehicle in her name to sell. Best check with your estate attorney, Anita.
1: Anita, that is a very good point. That came up again in a call recently about ownership of a vehicle. And often if somebody has a will there's a standard clause in a will that accounts for the executor being able to have the power to have a car transferred to the ownership of who's designated in the will. And often a spouse will be the executor of that will. And it'll be a pretty simple process to move that vehicle into the name of a spouse. But the alternative that you recommend is one that makes that short-circuited and make that makes that easier and that's both individuals being named on the title for a vehicle
4: thank you clark for all you do for so many i just had to let you know that you missed the mark on the 62 year old caller who wanted to pay off his car with a two thousand dollar windfall you told him to put it into a roth the caller will sleep so much better with his car paid off then with the money he was using to make the car payment he would set up a Roth. If the market were to make a severe correction, he could lose part of his $2,000 and still have to come up with that car payment. Laura.
1: Laura, I think that's um, perfectly reasonable what you suggest. And when somebody comes into money and the psychological benefit of being free of a debt and the practical value is really nice. So yes, that would be a perfectly valid answer also.
4: Dear Clark, a gentleman was unable to sign up for a My SSA account because its security his security questions didn't make sense, and you spent the remainder of the segment talking about how to contact the credit bureaus and what to say to them. I'm surprised you didn't also suggest that he hustle down to the local social security office because as devastating as ruined credit can be, losing access to the only retirement income that many seniors have would be much worse. Randy.
1: That's a good suggestion, Randy. You were the second person who has suggested that to me, unless it's you, Randy, who came up to me and talked to me (laughs) at Walmart recently about that particular call.
4: When I spoke with a woman on your staff after paying off a home-blown balance of $128,000 and having my credit score drop 71 points to the fair category, she seemed unable to sympathize with me. She indicated that because I'm not planning to try to borrow money anytime soon, I should not be so concerned about my credit score. I think she would be concerned if it were her own credit score affected. I do not have the stomach to keep going online to Credit Karma to see the stark numbers. I wrote to the credit reporting agencies to no avail. When I called the loan company, the customer service person said he could only offer his condolences that the bank has no control over what appears on my credit report." Clark, I still have steam coming out of my ears. Connie.
1: Connie, all right. So first, I want to congratulate you for paying off the loan. Second, I want to tell you that the most important scoring model that lenders use and that totally dominates credit scoring is the FICO score. The FICO score does not discriminate against you like the Vantage score. The Vantage score that, thank goodness, almost no lenders use, that is a score that has been invented by the three credit bureaus because they hate giving up any of the credit industry to FICO, their model does pound on people when they pay off a loan. And I think it's ridiculous. You have that history with that loan, and the scoring model should not beat you up like that. But over time... Your credit will be fine, and the fact that you paid off a loan is better than not having that paid off and having to pay that debt. And again, remember, the FICO score, the real credit score that is the de facto real score for decisions being made by people in the lending industry, insurance companies, and the rest, does not treat you like that when you successfully pay off a loan.
4: Hi, Clark. You're a breath of fresh flowers very far from stinking. I really love all of your advice and listen as much as possible. You've saved me so much money and stress. I heard you tell a caller he could return an engagement ring to Costco. This is not completely accurate. I asked the staff at Costco if I could return the ring after I had it sized and was told absolutely not. No way. So sorry. So please save people a lot of money by updating them about any sizing they do. If someone is stuck with a $10,000 ring, it would be a disastrous financial crisis. Best to you always and your staff and volunteers. Sincerely, Anonymous.
1: Hi, Anonymous. (laughs) So the thing with Costco with jewelry is if you modify the jewelry, change the setting or whatever, then the unlimited right to return for a refund is no longer in place. And so that's actually never come up before But yes, that would be true because it's not the same jewelry at that point that it was when Costco sold it to you.
4: You had a woman call in regarding closing her Delta credit card account due to high fees. You suggested that she close the account, lowering her available credit and corresponding history. Delta has the blue Delta Sky Miles card with zero annual fee, which she can downgrade to, so the history and available credit are still there. Keep up the great work, Phil.
1: Phil, that's a great suggestion, and as American United and Delta continue to devalue the points and miles that people accrue, paying for those mileage cards has become really not a great strategy except for the extremely frequent flyer, and so downgrading to a card that has no fee but not all the features with it is a great idea.
4: One airline passenger recently went to extreme lengths to avoid paying a fee for extra baggage. She wore many of the clothes she had packed to bring down her suitcase's weight, and they linked to the story. I
1: saw that story. Remember
4: when Clark did something similar? She and Clark stink. King John.
1: (laughs) Thank you for your reverse endorsement of that idea. Yes, I did so. I was in Europe, and they weigh your bags, and I was one kilo over 2.2 pounds. And I went in the men's room, put on three outfits, and then weighed under the limit. And it saved me 60 pounds to do so. That's uh, about $90 at that time. I appreciate all your posts. Please let me know when you feel that I am thick-headed or whatever. Go to clark.com slash clarkstinks and let me know. Brandon is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Brandon! You were geographically challenged. What happened to you when you moved?
2: Previously, we were pretty close to two Costco locations, and now I pass to Sam's Club every single day. So I have the credit card for Costco, and I kind of hate to get rid of it because I don't want to take a hit on my credit, but it's just about 70 miles away, and it's really inconvenient.
1: So Sam's Club offers an equivalent card. The Sam's Club MasterCard could replace the available credit that you have now, although I've discovered over time and heard from people that Sam's Club's credit card issuer is much less generous on credit limits than Citibank that issues the Costco card. So you may have a haircut on credit limit, but you'll, all, you'll still receive uh, 3% cash back on restaurants, 3% cash back on travel, and uh, 5% instead of 4% on gasoline.
2: Okay. And And it's free as well. There's another card I was interested in, so it's not really an issue to cancel that card so long as I take care of that available credit by getting another one.
1: Right. That's the core and the key. You know, there's an advantage to not um, having some age with your credit cards, but in this case, there are times that it just doesn't make sense to continue because you're going to have to pay a $60 annual membership fee to Costco, and you're if you're never going to Costco, you're not getting the advantage of the 2% cash back shopping with the cards. So I would flip to Sam's, and there are some great membership deals for Sam's Club right now.
2: Okay, yeah, I think $25 or something. Yeah,
1: you know, there's, uh, there's been several, and... We've been updating those virtually weekly on ClarkDeals.com on what's the best deals available to join Sam's. And then you join it and get the credit card with the membership, get that MasterCard, and you're going to have a deal similar to what you have with Costco. There are some differences that make the Sam's Club credit card not quite as good as the Costco one, but the Costco ones become irrelevant for you.
2: Right. Well, we use it for uh, joint purchases between my wife and I, and we, we use it for all of our travel. So it's not exactly been a waste, but I don't think that we're getting enough value out of it that paying $120 to Costco every year makes a lot of sense.
1: Which uh, is exactly my thought here. And so for you, dumping Costco and joining Sam's seems like the right idea and going from the Visa to the MasterCard. Doesn't seem like that'll be bad for you at all. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.